It's lunchtime, a great time to talk spider football. This is Behind the Web with University of Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on Ridgefield Parkway. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and Virginia 529. Join in online anytime and be a part of the show with your questions and comments. Text 804-327-0888. Email behind the web at richmond.edu or on Twitter using Spider Voice at Richmond Athletics or at ESPN Richmond. Now, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black with Coach Huseman. This is Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Udinski looks to throw for the end zone again, and this time wide open is Nick DeGennaro for his first Richmond Spider touchdown. Yeah, get excited, young man. You should. We've been waiting on it quite some time. Udinski takes the snap out of the pistol, gives to Smith. Back to Udinski on the pitch. Got a man wide open downfield at the five. The catch. Touchdown! Leroy Henley on the flea flicker. Here's the snap. Rosemer steps back deep. Sets up, throws it, deep middle of the end zone, ball in the air, knocked away, knocked down, ball game is over. Ball game is over and behind the web is just beginning. Welcome to the program, our Thursday afternoon opportunity to get together and talk spider football from Glory Days Grill, Richfield Parkway and the Glen Eagles Shopping Center. Thanks for being here today and thanks for tuning in as well. Collectively, we're all kind of catching our breath off of the wild homecoming victory over New Hampshire's Wildcats last Saturday at Robin Stadium, 40 to 34. We're going to recap that one and we're going to look ahead to another big one against the Delaware Blue Hens up in Newark this Saturday afternoon. Uh, you heard the ways to interact with the program. As a quick reminder, 804-327-0888 if you'd like to text and behind the web at richmond.edu uh, if you'd like to shoot us an email. Uh, Coach, has everybody kind of recovered from Saturday? I know you say everybody's the same week in and week out, but when that game ended Saturday afternoon, I think all of us were were drained and exhausted and excited that the Spiders had won the game. Yeah, a lot happened in that game. Uh, it was it was a wild one. Uh, somehow we figured out a way to get it done. You know, I'm proud of our guys. You know, they're they're feeling confident. Uh, whether it's a, a play, a series, a game. So I, we got to keep that confidence level going, and uh, but that was you know that was a nice win for us, no question about it. Let's take it a little bit chronologically. First half about as dominating a defensive performance as you can have. I think literally for 29 minutes and 45 seconds of that first half, they didn't even have a first down. Coach, what was working so well defensively? How were you able to bottle them up as in dominant a fashion as the Spider defense did? Well, we had to keep them from running the ball. I think their running back, uh, Dylan Lobby, is an excellent player. And, and I said going into that game, we had, to, we had to bottle him up. And we didn't give him any room to run. Uh, and, we, you know, we covered him up pretty good, uh, made some plays, made some big, you know, a fourth down stop early there on the 19-yard line. Uh, so, you know, our guys were making plays on the defensive side of the ball. You know, obviously the one right before the half was, was a kill. You know, it was a really tough one. Um, 
you know, we, we probably put our, should have put our, our guys in a little bit better position on that one. Um, you know, but yeah, they're, you know, they penalized us on the kickoff, which was not the right thing to do there. And, you know, instead of them starting on the 24 with 19 seconds, they probably hand the ball off. Now they got it on the 40, you know, and they go ahead and, you know, make the decision and they complete one. And uh, But, again, I, I think we could have done a better job as coaches to put them in better position, no question about that. And that gave them life. I think at 24 nothing at the half, because they did come out, went three and out the first drive. Uh, we got it back. And uh, – you know, we threw the turnover there, which was a killer. Uh, but, uh, you know, New Hampshire, give them a lot of credit. They kept fighting back, and we answered every time uh, all offensively. And, and, you know, the kick return, uh, you know, was, was a tough one there. And, you know, they never have that guy back there normally. And I saw him back there early in the game, and we squibbed it right. And uh, just didn't seem at first go out there or I would have squibbed it to the right again. And, I, you know, I, I thought about make, calling a timeout and, mm. and kick it that way away from him. He's so dangerous. You know, you notice on punts, you know, we didn't net great. I mean, it was okay. But, I mean, he was, we were trying to kick that thing, you know, a mile in the air, which uh, Trussler did. So, you know, he was, he's, a, he's a threat, and he got us on a kickoff return. Go back to the uh, fourth down play. Uh, fourth and two at their own 19-yard line, first half of the game. How surprised were you that they went for it? I know on television, one of the things we were talking about was make sure you don't jump offside, that they're not going to try and just draw us offside and pick up the first down that way. How surprised were you that they went for it? And then kind of the mentality of the spider defense in that situation to make that stop. Yeah, I was really surprised, um, you know, because they weren't, you know, sometimes if you're playing really well on offense and you know, hey, we're getting one and two every time, you go ahead and you make that decision. And, you know, a lot of decisions I make on fourth down is, all right, how well are we playing on third and short, fourth and short, you know, and you make those decisions. And they, you know, they weren't uh, effective in short yardage. You know, they weren't, you know, getting a whole lot of seams in there. And uh, I was surprised. We we were all yelling. I mean, we were just saying they're going to draw us all sides, draw us all sides. You know, and then when they snapped the ball, um, you know, I, I was really surprised. And Bryson Parker came in there and made a really nice play on it. Uh, we talked with Tristan Wheeler at the weekly press conference yesterday, and he said, hey, the mentality of the defense was maybe they're not respecting us enough right now. Let's kind of show them what we got defensively. So maybe it even helped from a mental standpoint for your defense. Yeah, I, I was actually – that was pretty early in the game, too. Yeah. I, I know that. I, well – Second quarter, though, yeah. but early. And, early, yep. Um, you know, I, I don't know all that stuff going through their minds or not, <laughs> but uh, we did play a good first half, and, and to be honest with you, I was shocked that they went for it there. Mm-hmm. All right, now about the second half. I think, you know, we all kind of knew what you had just said. That touchdown did give them life to come back in the second half. But for the most part, guys kind of counterpunched every punch they threw at yep. you in the second half, right? No question. Um you know, when we had to turn over and they, they, you know, they had a little double move there and uh, scored to make it 24-14, we went right back down to get it back to 17. They returned the kickoff. We took it right back down, um, you know, to, to, to score another touchdown. Now we missed the extra point on that one. Uh, so we, we kept 
you know, we kept it to where we needed to keep it uh, for the most part. So, uh, you know, proud of our offense, proud of our defense. I mean, uh, you know, we did what we had to do to win a game. Hey, off of the highlights at the open of the show, Nick DeGenero, his first touchdown reception, uh, five catches, 54 yards in the game, really deserving for him. He's worked really hard with the wide receivers and shows a lot of emotion out there as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I love Nick. He's, um, you know, he's not – he's catching a good amount of balls on the year, but, you know, some of these other guys are getting the nine to ten catches, and, you know, he's getting four or five every game, and they're always, always huge ones too, always huge ones. So he's not – he doesn't have as many – the stats aren't there as much for him as they are the other guys. But I, I truly believe the catches that he has made – have impacted a game as much as anybody. How much more impactful will he be this week as you announced at your weekly press conference yesterday, Josiah Williams, who went out of the game relatively early Saturday, broken hand, and, and he won't play Saturday against Delaware. If there's a position group that you are particularly deep, I would say it's wide receiver, yes? Yeah, I mean, Nick will come in and, uh, you know, between him and Leroy and uh, Jake, you know, they'll obviously get the bulk of them. But, um, you know, Noah Washington, Javion Griffin, um, and Jerry Garcia, you know, we've got guys there that haven't really had a lot of opportunity to show what they can do, but we got a lot of confidence in them. Hey, I actually thought one of the bigger plays in the second half, and I do want you to comment on the flea flicker because we know you have well documented how much you love flea flickers and like to see that once or twice a game or so, and it worked perfectly Saturday. But I really thought the play before that was huge. Third down and three, um, our side of the field. If you don't get the first down, you're probably punting the football. And Reese hits Jacob and Jacob hits a couple of defenders, drags tacklers with him, picks up about 19 yards, and puts you in position to throw that flea flip yeah. play. Yeah, um, great play by Jake. Um, you know, we we threw the ball. We had the first down. So once we got it, it is first down, no question. And then for him to, to break those tackles, uh, to be physical like that, you know, it, ha- it happened on our sideline. He was fired up and uh, – yeah, you know, you see some emotion from him, you know, not as much as Nick, obviously, but uh, he was pretty excited about that play. Yeah, I think we all were, and uh, he talked about that yesterday. And In fact, Tristan Wheeler kind of teased him a little bit because they were up there together yesterday. Tristan was like, we're used to you getting hit, not hitting a defender, and that really kind of fired us up, right? Yeah, I mean, that was a great play, and, um, you know, but, but we've been doing that most of the year. I mean, we've been converting big third downs, uh, and – Somehow Reese does it, whether it's, you know, Leroy, whether it's Josiah, whether it's Jake. I mean, Nick, I mean, we've we've converted a lot of big third downs this year. Uh, everybody wants to know, and I know you were asked about it yesterday. Reese went out limping a little bit at the end of the game, but I was at practice a couple days this week. He was practicing, right? He's, he'll be ready to go. Yeah, huh? he looked good. Yeah. I mean, he's he's pretty normal. So um, I don't. There won't be any kind of issue whatsoever in what he can do out there in this game. He's a he's a tough guy, as we have obviously found out. All right, one more on that game, and then we'll get a break in. Uh, Tyreek Funderburk, by the way, is our special player guest today. Uh, I don't think he brought his drums with him today to play for us. We'll get into that uh, when he gets up here. We'll talk a little bit about that with him off the field as well. So Tyreek Funderburk, Spider Defense. Defensive back will be our player guest here in the middle segments. Um, so talk about the flea flicker a little bit. That play that we.
we just mentioned between uh, Reese and Jacob, set it up, put you in position. Why was that kind of the opportune time for, for Billy Kosh to make that call? And it obviously worked to perfection. Nobody was within 10 yards of Leroy Henley when he caught that pass. Yes, good play call. Uh, the time was perfect for it. Uh, you know, he dialed it up like he should. Um, you know, I'm, a, I'm on the headset. I don't say anything when the offense is going other than go for it or not go for it or you're in four-down territory. And, uh, I, you know, I heard the play call. I, I, I watched him pro- do it in practice, but I didn't know what the play call was. And so they send the play in, and, uh, and I can hear Billy on the headset, you know, saying, if you don't have any guts, go home, something like that. You know, <laughs> something like, you know, we, he, he's gonna, he was going to do it no matter what. And so as soon as he says something like that, I thought, wait, we ain't handing the ball off here. <laughs> and uh, sure enough, as soon – as soon as I saw it start, I knew I saw the play in practice and, uh, and and knew exactly what was going on. I thought you had a great comment about him yesterday about Billy Kosh. I think it was yesterday when you said he coaches like a defensive coach. Mm-hmm. That must be why you love him so much. He does. <laughs> uh, he's tough on him. Uh, you know, he does a great job. He, he really knows X's and O's. He knows this offense. He knows his personnel. But he, he don't mess around. He coaches every single snap. Um, he's involved uh, in practice big time. Uh, you know, he's he's tough on these guys. Uh, uh, but then, you know, when they do something good, I mean, he's the first one to, to, to tell them. Uh, great job. So, you know, I like his mentality, and, um, you know, he, he's fun to be around. All right, last one on that, and then we'll take a break, and uh, Tyreek Funderburk will, will join us, and we'll talk some more about, about the win and looking ahead to the Delaware game on the road this Saturday, 1 o'clock up there in Newark. Last play of the game. So you do go prevent, obviously, on that one, and included back there in the prevent at the goal line is six foot four inch wide receiver Jacob Harris, and I do think he got his hand on that, on that last pass. Um, how much do you practice that with him back there, and, and what did you see about the setup of that play? Well, every Friday um, we do it, and fortunately, you know, we had the timeout left, so we could see what they were in. We could kind of reorganize a little bit. You know, I actually asked for a 60-second timeout instead of the 30-second timeout, so some of our defensive – if you'd have seen Xander Barnett in the huddle, um, you, you know, he, he was in bad shape, man. He was hurting, um, and uh, – <clears throat> You know, so I, I told him, I said, I want the full time out so we could give our guys a little bit of a rest, kind of get, I don't want to say organized because we were organized, but, um, you know, we, we practice that every Friday. It's the last thing we do on Friday defensively. And uh, so Jake goes down there and. Uh, he knocked it down, didn't he? Or he got I thought it, so, I but somebody said Bryson Parker, but right, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, they were they were all right there, and we're knocking that ball down, and Spiders get the homecoming win, thir- uh, forty to thirty-four, of, over the New Hampshire Wildcats. All right, let's get our break in right at uh, twelve fifteen. Tyreek Funderburg, Spider, a veteran defensive back, is going to join us here at the head table as Behind the Web moves along on this Thursday afternoon from Glory Days Grill on one zero six one ESPN. Timeout's over. Now, more Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagles Shopping Center on 1061 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. Rosemer is under center. He does take the snap. He hands to Lobby. The Spiders drop him shy of the first down. They stuffed him at the 16-yard line. The Spiders are going to have the ball in the New Hampshire red zone. Can't beat that big-time defense stepping up and making a play. 
redshirt senior defensive back Tyreek Funderburk, who's our guest today on Behind the Web, live here at Glory Days Grill out here in the Glen Eagles Shopping Center. And we talked about that play extensively with Coach Usman in the first segment. So take us through it from a player's perspective, Tyreek. And as I mentioned, Tristan Wheeler let us in on kind of the emotion of that play that the defense really took it as a challenge at that point in the game, at that part of the field, for them to go for it. What was kind of your thought process and, and your perspective? Yeah, definitely. Uh, thought process there was just finishing a game. Um, one thing we talked about coming into the season was just how we finished games. Um, last year, we didn't really do that very well. Um, but at that point, we had to fight through fatigue. I mean, a lot of us were fatigued out there. We only played 58 plays, and it felt like I played 80. <laughs> but uh, at that point, I'm like, hey, I got to do what I got to do, do what I'm coached to do just get this ball down and so we can secure this win um on that play on on the fourth down play mm -hmm. where they went for it surprisingly enough in the second quarter i think we had said mm -hmm. and you guys stopped them was the thought process there make sure nobody jumps offside oh, that's yeah. creeping up to the line of scrimmage and then how surprised were you they actually did snap the ball yeah um i mean one thing we also talked about coming into that game you know was the hard counts that they do um they draw a lot of people off sides we've seen that on film and we just say, hey, you know, make sure your eyes are on the football. And obviously, um, Bryson came up with that huge stop mm -hmm. there. It gave us some momentum, some life right there um, to keep on going. What was that first half like, as talked about with, with Coach? I mean, literally, they didn't even have a first down until ill-fated end of the first half. Yeah. But literally, as I said, for 29 minutes and 45 seconds right. of a first half, you didn't even give them a first down. Right. Yeah, it was – I mean, I wouldn't say surprising, but uh, – we came in, we said, hey, we got to get off the field on third down. And we did that each and every uh, series, um, come off the field. Had some big plays by Xavier the first few plays of the game. Uh, had some one-on-one -on -one situations with our corners and safeties. Mm -hmm. Made big plays. Um, but it was fun, though, just having our defense step up that way. I think that was the best we played in the first half of football mm -hmm. all season this far. Um, what was kind of the mindset or emotion of the locker room at, half to, at halftime? They throw the Hail Mary. They get that. Um, it's 24-7, to 7, as we said. You'd still played a dominant first half of football. Yeah, definitely. You never get too high or too low, no matter how well you are doing throughout the course of the game. But obviously, that play gave them some life. And I knew they weren't going to quit. Obviously, our coaches knew that. Us as players knew that. And they came out and were stomping. Um, obviously, we had to bend together, stay tight-knit, and come back and win that game. Russ, that's an interesting point Tyreek just made about never get too high, never get too low. If ever there was a game to challenge that, Saturday might have been it because you get pretty high the way the defense played for, you know, as I said, the majority of that first half, and you could get pretty low off of that last play. What did you see from them in the locker room? Did you have to kind of remind them of, of that kind of philosophy? Yeah, I mean, I knew I had told them, I mean, defensively we're playing great. I mean, they had one first down. Uh you know, we got to continue to play. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't see anything from them that, that said, you know, oh, woe is me type of thing. I mean, they just – they're a pretty even-keeled team all the way through the through the game, through the season, through the, each series. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was going to be a tough game. Whether it was 24 nothing or not, they, they were going to – you know, they were going to try to claw back and not quit in New Hampshire. And so – Either way, uh, we knew it was going to be a, a tough game. The second half, Tyreek, is probably where it felt like you played 80 plays instead of 54, right? I mean, that was that was really a challenge. Kind of take us through that as it went, you know, back and forth and back and forth and got close, and then our offense got more points. Take us kind of through what happened in the second half. Yeah, like obviously with that first half ending, like I said, it was going to get some life, uh, come back. It started taking shots. We kind of knew what kind of game plan it was going to be moving forward so that they could get back into the game. 
but pretty much we just had to stay tight knit as our defense. And that's kind of one of the themes we live by. Um, Coach Wood preaches it. All of our uh, players, we kind of preach that. And uh, each and every time we went on the sideline, we're like, hey, look, we got to figure out a way to get off the field on third down. Obviously, they made some big plays in the second half. Um, and it did get stressful, obviously. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we found a way to stick it through and come out with the win on that. It would seem to me that's a game that begs for an experienced veteran kind of leader on defense. How did you kind of embrace that role? Uh, Aaron, I get Aaron Banks in the same situation. But beyond that, you got some some young guys in, in your secondary. Yeah, it's frustrating, obviously, giving up plays and you know, letting someone come back into the game. Obviously, New Hampshire is a good team. They're going to keep fighting. But just on the sideline, it's just, hey, like keep going. It's fine. We've got plenty of time left. Um, we've been in this situation before. Let's finish it this time. And let's not you know look back and have any regrets about what happened. Um, and Aaron Banks did a good job. I did. Everyone did. And even the young guys in our secondary, you know, they kept their composure. Um, even the previous week, you know, some things happened. Uh, but we just kept our composure on defense. You know, that's the main thing right there. Russ, what are you seeing back there? I mean, particularly Tyreek and Aaron, they're veteran voices back there. But you got, you know, a lot of young guys with, with Angelo Rankin back there um, and Bryson Parker back there, Trey Tomlinson, uh, true freshman back there. What are you kind of hearing from the voices of the experienced guys like Aaron and Tyreek? Well, I, they're, I mean, they're really good leaders, both of them. They've made plays. And, you know, when you're, when you're out there and you make plays, you know, you got a chance to be a good leader because you can, you know, you, <clears throat> you're doing your job. But I, I think the whole secondary has been really good this year. Uh, I just wish we, you know, when we have opportunities for interceptions, we would get them. Um, you know, we've been – you know, we've been in position all year. Uh, you know, I know Banksy, you know, missed one in this game. Uh, Tyreek's missed a couple in, in uh, a couple games ago. And, um, I mean, we got to be an elite defense, you know, now we got to make those plays. We're really good on defense, and these guys are playing great. So I, I don't want to nitpick there, but, um, you know, I, I'd love for them to, to hang on to interceptions and, and do those types of things, and, and that, that'll come. But they, they all made big plays. I mean, all the way across the board, you know, there were some big fourth down stops. We broke up some balls. Um, you know, sometimes – you don't even realize it, but, you know, we may have a side of the field covered really well, and and all of a sudden now we get the sack. Uh, it doesn't show up, but um, they're, they're playing really well, and they play hard, and uh, they're, they're great they're great guys. Tyreek, what are you seeing from those guys in front of you? I think the linebackers, you kind of knew what you were getting with Tristan Wheeler and Phil O'Connor and even Xavier Marshall, although great job by him coming back from the injury. And then that defensive line that was like a question mark in August – has all of a sudden become an exclamation point in November. Obviously, going into the season, people doubted our D-line. Uh, obviously, losing the veteranship we had last year. I had no doubt in those guys. Um, we had a good fall camp. It all started in spring ball, obviously. But spring ball was good. Summer ball was good. Fall camp was amazing. And those guys have done nothing but gotten better each and every week, uh, each and every rep. Had some young guys step up uh, with Zion Bryson. Had his first collegiate game last week. Had his first sack, which is really nice to see. But all five, six of those guys who are rotating in are doing a heck of a job up there um, and helping us out in the back end. That's why we probably look so good. Yeah. So. <laughs> Got to give them the thanks, yes, right? Yep. Right. So how has the confidence kind of 
grown and built. I know you were a confident bunch going in, but now you've got some stuff on, on tape and on the field to look at and say, you know, if, if we do what our coaches tell us to do, we can be pretty darn good on defense. Yeah, definitely. The confidence is there. It's going to continue to grow as we move throughout the season. Um, but the good thing that we do is just we look at the tape and say, hey, what can we do to even build that more confidence, uh, get the confidence up some more? How can we get better moving forward? Uh, let's do a little scouting report on Delaware, and then we'll take a break, and uh, we'll go back and relive at least one of your highlights from this season, a ball you did actually catch for an interception and talk a little about your off-the-field stuff as well. But what about the challenges of this Delaware offense? Nolan Henderson, you know, it's kind of a name we've talked about for several years, but I don't think, Russ, we have seen him, right? Because I think so. he was hurt. <clears throat> I didn't play <clears throat> last year, but obviously he's the <clears throat> Offensive Player of the Week. He accounted for like six touchdowns and their win over Monmouth last week. And then I know Pitts, we have seen him. Uh, he's a terrific wide receiver. Receiver, just a, a quick without obviously telling us too much because I'm sure the Delaware coaches are listening to the show, of course. I'm kidding. Um, what you think of the Delaware offense? Yeah, they got a good offense, uh, very explosive. We got a good quarterback in Nolan. Um, you know, he makes a lot of plays on his feet, uh, mm. pretty much makes their offense work. Um, got a great arm, can run a lot. And on the wide outside, and they got an experienced group. You know, they're all veterans up there with a lot of seniors, juniors. I think they have one sophomore listed right now. Um, but, yeah, really good group of guys. Um, and pretty much, you know, they're going to throw the ball. It's going to be a nice challenge. You know, we're looking forward. I know they're looking forward to it. You know, we just got to compete and go out there and accept that challenge. You have played up there before. It is a tough place to play. They Definitely. have not lost at home yet this season, although the Spiders have had success up there last time we were there, right. thanks in large part to Aaron Dykes right. and two kickoff returns for touchdowns. But but what about playing in that kind of environment and atmosphere, um, kind of really have that big game feel on Saturday? You know, we kind of don't look at it as like, oh, you know, it's a ranked matchup. It's a big game. Only reason it's a big game is because it's our next game. Um, we look at everything each week as a one and no mentality. It's a one game season. Um, this game isn't no bigger than Stony Brook, Maine, you know, New Hampshire last week. It's just the next game, and that's kind of how we have to approach it. Do you get a little more fired up when you're on the road and there's a big crowd like that and they're they're shouting against you that it kind of kind of brings your adrenaline up a little more? Of course, yeah. It's always going to drive the adrenaline up. Um, it's fun to play against someone who's really good uh, in a big stadium that's going to be packed out. Um, so, yeah, that's just going to get a lot more excitement for us. Uh, just give us some extra juice. We're looking forward to that. All right, we're halfway through. Let's take a break. Come back on the other side, talk some more with Spider defensive back Tyreek Funderburk as we continue with Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill on the home of the Spiders, 1061 ESPN. Let's get back to the show. Behind the Web, live from Glory Days in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center. Once again, here's Bob Black on the Spider Sports Network and 1061 ESPN. Second and four, the snap, play action, little out route throw, and that's intercepted by Funderburg at the 30 down the right side, goal line, touchdown, underthrown, Bryden's pass, Funderburg just cut in front of the receiver, and he took off with nothing but green grass and turf in front of him. All right, time to reminisce a little bit with Tyreek Funderburk. The pick six took that one to the house. He caught that one. He wasn't going to drop that one. Uh, take us back to that, Tyreek. That's got to be, you know, for a, for a defensive back, for a quarterback, that's got to be like a dream come true when that ball's coming to you, particularly in that situation. Yeah, it was huge. Uh, I mean, that was the first time I've actually had a pick six. Obviously, as a corner, D-back, you kind of dream of those moments. Um, interceptions don't come your way too often. 
and you got to take advantage of that opportunity. And I remember, you know, the whole way that happened. And I, as I told you last time we had the press conference, mm -hmm. that uh, I saw what he was doing off the line and just made the play on the football the way I was coached to do. And he caught it, Coach. He caught that one, right? Didn't drop yeah, that one. He caught, he caught another one in that game, too, yeah, right? Too, yeah, right? And yeah. Is that the game where yeah. you actually said he could have had, like, four? Like How many could you have? Could have had five. <laughs> could have had five. five. Yeah. That would have set a record, I'm pretty sure, without even going to the record book. That would have, yeah. I would think that, that would have been a, a record for the Spiders. What What are you kind of thinking as you're crossing the goal line there? I mean, that's got to oh. be. I mean, I was just like, oh, my goodness. Like, it's the first time I've done it. Um, and I actually do have, you know, kind of a deal with Coach Huseman. He had nine collegiate picks, and I told him I'm going to pass him. So. Huh. We've been talking about that for a few yeah, years. Yeah, for a few years. Yeah. I um, told him, I said, you got to get – he, he got to – what are you at now? I'm at five. Five, I think. Yeah, five now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to pass them at some point. All right. Oh, yeah, no that question. Was a, that was a great goal for us. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I do remember it kind of started for you, snowball back there at Elon last year. Uh, in the spring season, I mean, it started because you're a Carolina guy, right? You yeah. got your first two against Elon, yeah. one yeah, at home, one two. away. Yeah. What was that kind of like for a oh, Carolina guy yeah. no. uh, beating the, the Elon Phoenix there? Yeah, it was big. I mean, obviously, that's the home team. Uh, that's our, pretty much a good rival of us. Mm -hmm. um, but it was important, and it was, felt really good to get my first career pick there. And then obviously do it again the second time we played them. But, yeah, just reliving that, you know, it was awesome to get. And as I said before, those opportunities don't come around too much. Um, and once you get it, you got to take advantage of it. So. All right, so wait a minute. You, you've told us that Tyreek could have had a lot more than he's had. How many more could Russ Huseman have had if they had stayed on your fingertips? Ooh, I dropped one right in the bread basket for a pick six, man. It went poof, right straight on down against Appalachian State a long time ago. Wow, you don't forget that. <laughs> no, huh? I remember that one vividly because I was mad. <laughs> that would have gotten you to double figures. That would have got you ten. Yeah. You said you had nine. That would have gotten you to ten. How about you guys talk about that as, as defensive backs and, and kind of what's that room like after a game where you do have a few – few picks and obviously you got to break it down you got to be studious but i imagine there's a little bit of chatter about that sort of thing yeah i mean obviously as d-backs we all want interceptions um but at the end of the day it comes down to doing your job doing it the way your coach should do and uh, we believe that if you do that the plays are going to come to you and once they come you just got to catch the ball like ab uh, banks he dropped on saturday can't drop those i've dropped a few this year a couple other guys have dropped a few but we can't drop the ball uh, it's as simple <laughs> as that just got to make it when we have the opportunity uh, what's that room like, Tyreek, with, uh, as, as we talked about in the last segment? You got, you got some veteran guys like yourself and Aaron, but some young guys. Um, just talk a little bit about that. And not only the cornerbacks, but the yeah. whole defensive secondary. Yeah, it's, it's nice to be led by you know, older guys like me and Aaron. We've been here in the program. This is year five for us. Mm -hmm. But then guys like Angelo, Trey, um, Bryson, you know, we've got Mir here, Chance, and all those guys. I mean, it's just a fun room. We've uh, banded together. You know, a lot of the work was put in in the spring. A lot of off-the-field time just hanging out, trying to get to know each other you know, outside of football. And I think that chemistry is what's helped us uh, have some success this year. Coach has talked about this a little bit. Was this summer a little bit different for you guys in how much time you spent together, the number of guys that were here? It seemed like there's been a decent amount of talk about how much actually got accomplished in the summertime. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, like the summertime, you don't have a whole lot of time. Camp is only three weeks long. Then you got to play your first game. So if you're not there in the summer – you know, getting in your best shape, it's going to be kind of hard to catch up once you are back, you know, because I, mean, I can speak for myself. If I'm at home training, it's not going to be the same mm -hmm. as if I'm here with Coach Brinks and the training staff and my coaches. Uh, but, yeah, this summer was huge. You know, a lot of people here this year um, just getting extra work, watching film, getting field work with each other, uh, just building that chemistry so we're ready for this year. 
Uh, last year, I guess it was Angelo Rankin and Bryson Parker who played as true freshmen, right? This year, it's Trey Tomlinson. Yep. Uh, what have you seen in Trey, and how do you kind of help him along a little bit as he's, yeah. you know, baptism by fire here because mm-hmm. he's playing week in yeah. and week out, playing great. Yeah, he's playing really well. Um, young guy, and he's really quiet. Um, I know he was nervous the first time he got in there. But we just calmed his nerves, you know, gave him some encouragement and said, hey, you'll be fine. And uh, we love how he uh, kind of accepted that challenge. And every time he's in the game, it's a big down. It's crucial. Mm-hmm. It's a critical down. And he's done a really good job. Um, and we're proud of him. You know, all he can do from here on out is just get better. So I'm excited to see what he can do in the next few years. How do you think he's done, Coach? And I know one of the things that he brings, obviously, is his great quickness and great speed back there, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a great point by uh, Tyreek. Every time he's in the game, it's a big, it's a big down, and I, you know, you don't even. Most of the time, you don't even think about that. So he's coming in. It's third down. We got to get a stop, and uh, so that's absolutely that's that's good coaching right there, Tyreek. Uh, <laughs> but he he's got a lot of ability. He can run. Um, he's a pretty physical kid, uh, and um, you know he's got great quicks. So he, he's got a he's got a really bright future moving forward. Hey, Tyreek, here's something else the coach talked about uh, yesterday, as it turned out, and that is the camaraderie and chemistry of this team. And I think Coach had pointed out, you know, there's no real finger pointing going on on this team. I guess it's something Coach Wood uh, brought up. You know, if the defense gives up a score, the offense isn't like, oh, why'd you give that one up? Or the defense isn't like, how could you not score? You know, that kind of thing. Um, Just a little bit about, you know, take us inside the facility a little bit here and the chemistry of the entire football team. Yeah, it's the culture that we've set, you know, with our captains. You know, in the offseason, we say, hey, we're going to set these goals. And the, I know Coach Kosh, Coach Wood, they're like, hey, you know, I got your back. You know, he got your back. Um, and same thing with the players. You know, we're going to make each other right. You know, if the offense messes up, we're going to make them right defensively and vice versa. Um, pretty much it's having each other's back, man. Like, there's no finger pointing, as you said. And I think our culture is something different than what I've experienced as, uh, being in five years here. Yeah, so, um, you've had a, a great career here. I know Coach is tongue in cheek a little bit here, but is there coaching in your future? I mean, uh, or have you even? How much have you thought about that? I'm not trying to rush you here. We no. still got more football yeah. to play. I haven't thought about it, uh, but I do love football. I love defense. Uh, I love scheme. I think it's something I could do in the future. Um, I haven't thought about it too much, but we'll see when that time comes, definitely. When you first got here, did you love scheme at that point, or is that something you got to kind of learn in college that's that's different from high school? Uh, I will say when I got here, I actually did love scheme um, because in my high school we played a few different coverages that I felt I was best successful in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here just learning different types of schemes that a defense can have, coverages, man-to-man, whatever it may be. I'm just learning how to work within those. It just kind of made my love fall deeper. So, yeah. All right, you got another love that I alluded to after uh, uh, one of our segments in the first half of the show before before you came up, and uh, there you were in the Robin Center Monday night playing the playing the drums for the pep band while the Spider basketball team was out there. Uh, you've been doing that for a little while now. Uh, kind of take us through that and how that all happened and, and yeah. your love of music. Yeah. Uh, so actually, my freshman year, um, I just saw the pep band playing. Obviously, we went to the basketball games, and I remember I was one mat drill. Uh, Coach Houston was like, if we win this game, we can get the match drill canceled. So we all went, and I asked the band director, I'm like, hey, I played the drums, and I cannot play next game. He let me play, and then ever since then, I've been playing. And uh, pretty much, I started at two years old. My grandmother got me a drum set, 
And I've just been playing ever since, man. So, <laughs> so wait a minute, Coach. You, you put the onus on the basketball team to get them out of a match drill, huh? Yeah. that's I said if the basketball team wins this game, then match drill's canceled. And uh, they won, right? And a close one, I think. It was a close one. Yeah, really close. <clears throat> yeah. That was our last match drill. Match drills. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. That was what would have been number eight of the spring. So, oh. Yeah. But uh, so you guys came out there in full force, full throat for the basketball team that night, did you? Yeah, I, we did. Yeah. They they came out great for them, yeah, yeah cheering and uh, going nuts. So how much have you played at at the basketball games, and and you know how do you kind of schedule that around? Like obviously you're not going to be there tomorrow night when right. basketball plays because you'll be up in Delaware. Yeah, uh, typically it's more of a off season thing. Um, I'll play for them, you know, when I can, when the class permits me to. Um, but obviously I'm in grad school now, so. Can't really do it too much because I have night class. Um, but I do have the opportunity. I'll play. And then I try to practice on different places around Richmond as well. So, uh, What are you studying in grad school? Um, I'm actually getting my MBA, Master's in Business Administration. Nice. So, yep. Yeah. Thumbs up there on that one, huh, Coach? Yeah. yeah. That's a pretty good recruiting tool, I would think, that guys can, can do that here and play. Yeah, football. we got two of them in there, right? Us, yep. Yeah. Me and Derek. Yeah. Oh, Ferraro, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's going well. Yes, sir. Good it's, stuff. It's challenging, but it's fine. All right. So. All right. Well, go get them Saturday, Tyreek. Enjoy the wings, right? Yeah. This has become yeah. a tradition here at Glory Days also, right? Yep. The players come and have wings. The yeah. coach has the burger. Yep, indeed. All right. Well, enjoy the wings. Yes, and thanks for, thanks for being our of special course. guest. Today. Thanks for having me. Tyreek Funderburg. Uh, Spider Defensive back, our guest on Behind the Web this afternoon here at Glory Days Grill. Uh, we'll take some email questions, some uh, text questions, Twitter questions, whatever you got for Coach Usman, and we'll size up those Delaware Blue Hens who the Spiders will be playing Saturday up there in Newark. Final segment of Behind the Web coming up after the break on 106.1 ESPN. Keeping you up to date with Richmond football, this is Behind the Web, live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 106.1 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network. And I should mention that this is the second-to-last regular season edition of Behind the Web. We will obviously be here again next Thursday prior to the Uh, game with William and Mary that'll wind down the regular season and then uh, the way to frame this is basically as long as Richmond football is playing we're on the air with behind the web with the exception of Thanksgiving week we're not going to be here on Thanksgiving day the league shaping up so a lot different this year Uh, you know we got a lot of teams that are very capable of, of beating anybody in the country Richmond and Delaware being two of those, and they'll kick it off 1 o'clock Saturday at Delaware. Our coverage at 12.30 on the radio on 106.1 ESPN and then Flow Sports on the streaming. Tyreek Funderburg, thank you for being our special player guest. Enjoy those wings. Coach Usman, thanks. We'll see you in Newark. All right, Bob. Thank you, everybody, for being here at Glory Days Grill. Robert Ole in our studio. Mitchell Bradley on location producing Bob Black saying so long for Behind the Web. See you back here next Thursday at high noon with the next edition. Behind the Web from Glory Days Grill and the Glen Eagle Shopping Center featuring head coach Russ Huseman. Today's show has been brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Bryant Heating and Cooling, World of Beer, Lux Chevrolet, and... Virginia 529. Join us throughout the college football season for Behind the Web presented by Glory Days Grill. Thanks for listening and stay in touch with Richmond Athletics on the flagship station of the Spider Sports Network, ESPN Richmond. Executive producer Mitchell Bradley. This has been a presentation of Playfly Sports in association with Richmond Sports Properties. Where sports